You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Oh, hi there. Hi. Uh, welcome to Gulliver's Travelers Travel Agency. Uh, you looking to travel? Uh, yeah, I'm looking to take a trip as soon as possible. Oh, why the rush? Uh, I kind of got out of a rough relationship yesterday. I just want to get away. Don't worry about him. We'll get you as far away from that guy as we can. Well, it was actually a girl, but... Oh, really? <laughs> Usually pretty good at picking that up. Well, not this time, I guess. Mm, we'll see about that. What? Anyways, uh, let's book you a trip. Uh, any place you have in mind? Uh, somewhere warm, maybe. Let's try somewhere tropical, maybe Costa Rica. Ah, Costa Rica, home of the Cuban cigar. Excellent choice. Let me just see what kind of availability we have here. Oh... Oh, God. What is it? I'm so stupid. I I totally forgot. Costa Rica was just leveled by a volcano. Oh, my God. That's horrible. Was anyone hurt? Everyone was hurt both physically and emotionally. Wow. Uh, Hopefully more emotionally than physically. Definitely more physically. Everyone lost their legs. Yeah, the whole place was just Pompeii. Doesn't seem appropriate to say that. Uh, Well, maybe we should just try somewhere different. Most definitely. Uh, Perhaps Hawaii? I always kind of wanted to go to Hawaii. Oh, my God. What? You didn't hear Hawaii was just completely destroyed by a volcano. Oh my god, another volcano? What are the chances? 50, 65%, I don't know. I've never been too good at math. The place got completely Costa Rica. Really? I am shocked I have not heard about this. Well, some people care about others and some don't. Uh, Let's try another place. Uh, Okay, I guess I'm not great at picking places. Why don't you choose a place for me? Sure, all right. Uh, Let me just uh, look through my listings. How about... mm, Mount Kilimanjaro. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, all right. Uh, How about uh, Dante's Peak? Is that even a real place? Says so here on IMDb. Yeah, definitely not. Oh, oh, I found the perfect place. This is it. Volcano Island. No, no, don't all these places have volcanoes? Yes, I thought that's what you wanted. No. Well, you keep picking places with volcanoes. You seem like a guy that uh, likes things that erupt. Okay, I don't. Just pick me up a nice place that hasn't been hit by a volcano. Well, there's Toronto. We're in Toronto. Cheap flight. Pearson to Porter. Long way. 48-hour flight. Like around the world. Okay, no, we get somewhere that's not here. Okay, okay, fine. How about uh, London? Sure. Ontario. I knew it. No. Probably for the best. Just got nailed by a tsunami. But it's not in the water. It is now. All right, okay. Um, I don't think any of these places were actually hit by volcanoes, so I think I'm just going to take my business elsewhere. There he goes. Oh, well. How about I turn on the old news channel? This just in, man leaves travel agency and drives directly into a volcano. (sighs) Well, that's what I get for opening my travel agency on doomsday. Welcome. To the Best of Friends podcast episode 98. And feeling, feeling great. Yeah, yeah, we've done it's it so a, many times. Yeah, we've done it nine times. Oh, God, it's um, fun. But it is fun. It is um, nice to do. Um, anyways, welcome. Uh, thank you to our sponsors. The Humber School of Comedy. And our network. Never Sleeps Network. And, uh, of course. special guest this week. Darren Springer. Oh, no. We can't use more than 10 seconds of that. That's it. We already did it. That's enough. Copyright. Happy to have you in, man. Thank you. I said hi prematurely, but you weren't done with the scatters. Let me just go back it. Hey, don't interrupt, Darren. Yeah, Darren, we're trying to scat. We're so mad. I, the I scat feel, man yeah. didn't write scat man by not scatting, just so you know. <laughs> well, I guess that is absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> 
That is clinically impossible. I, I remember meeting you in 2011, I think, when you auditioned for Humber. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah. And you were doing improv with a guy who was nuts, I think. And you were so fun. <laughs> like, it was so funny because you were so calculated. Or, you know what I mean? Like, you were just playing the, just a very logical straight man. Yeah, I don't remember this. going nuts. Yeah, I don't remember the specifics or who it was, but. Mm. Uh, they yeah. didn't do Humber, that's for sure. Well, I guess maybe. Not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he could have. My Humber audition, I did improv, and uh, I walked into the scene. The guy immediately shot me in the face. In the <laughs> I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. What were you doing before Humber? Because you're from Manitoba, aren't you? Yeah, I'm from yeah. Manitoba originally. Home and, of the Cuban uh, cigar. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> uh, and uh, and yeah, so I would just I got an English, a couple English degrees there. I got a, a master's in English actually. Mm. At the U of Manitoba. And then I came to Kingston to go to Queens, where the plan was to try to do a PhD. In, in English? English? Yeah. Ah. So I did that for four years and then decided, yeah, I don't want to do this. I don't want to try to make a contribution to uh, American literature scholarship. <laughs> I do <laughs> yeah. not uh, have, I have no desire to write a thesis uh, that's like 200 pages that no one will read. Uh, and then try to eke out a living in, you know, a really kind of like tough, you know, English teacher job market. It sounds like there's not a lot to, of like new ground when it comes to English it's literature. English, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's getting harder. And, yeah, it gets harder and harder probably year year by year, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, so, I think PhD in, in English sounds like absolutely the most boring <laughs> PhD of all reading, time. I guess. Well, I yeah, know, I mean, yeah. It's just, a lot of a lot of reading and a lot of which you know is is great. Um, but um, but it's just um, yeah. The only kind of the only thing you can do is teach. Hopefully, teach, and you know, hopefully you can maybe one of the one in, one in the thousand who gets some sort of tenure track position. But more most not likely, in this Doug Ford government. Economy. <laughs> right, yeah. everyone. Everyone on the bus right now is fucking yeah. laughing so hard. Yeah. listening to this. Yeah. This also dates the podcast for all the aliens five hundred years from now that are listening. Uh, is that something that we're expecting? <laughs> you gotta make aliens sure they... literally what they're laughing so hard on the alien bus. <laughs> they still take the bus. <laughs> of course they do. I guess. Yeah. Great if like alien. We always assume alien civilizations are more advanced than us. But what if they're like actually worse? Yeah, dumber? they get back somehow. They like... come with it. They come out of their ship with muskets. They're like, oh fuck, go back in, oh, go back in. Well, after graduating and stuff, when we like asking those like in the community and stuff, we like asking about any bonker shows. Ever done any crazy shows that were like? Well, one that stands out is, um, I think it was in my second year at Humber. Mm-hmm. I was in a sketch troupe called uh, Swimsuit Issues. Oh, yeah. Mm. It was me and uh, four other pals from the program. And uh, we did a show once at this place in Kensington that I think is shut down. I think it was called uh, Electric Circus or something. I don't know if that rings a bell with the you guys. Electric Theater. Yeah, electric yeah, Theater. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, that was electric it. Circus electric was circus much music. Yeah. Show. <laughs> oh, man. Doing sketch right. on Electric Circus. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, that's, that is a bonkers People show. People are gyrating <laughs> behind you? That'd be amazing. <laughs> um, so it was Electric Theater, yeah. and uh, it was like this sketch improv show. And uh, during our performance... We were heckled uh, by uh, these people with thick German accents, <laughs> and they and they it turns out they were German clowns, and of who course. were like friends with um, the one of the guys who does the puts on put on the show, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they, instead of saying like 
you suck. Uh, <laughs> they would just kind of loudly announce, we don't get the joke. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like right at the end of the, of the sketch. And they came in like even halfway through. So, uh, I mean, I don't know why we felt we would have to cater to them in the first place. But uh, yeah, we don't just like just announcing, we don't get the joke. And then after her set, one of the other guys who was uh, helping run the show got into a screaming match with them. Wow. Because he was so mad that they were more or less heckling us. And so yeah. the show stopped dead uh, while one of the guys helping out with the show got into a screaming match with three German clowns. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mark, have you heard of this Humber College comedy writing and performance program? Yeah, man, that's where I met you. Oh, yeah. Have a good time? Oh, yeah. I had a great time. I improved a ton as a comedian, too. Explain. Well, for example, here's a joke I used to do before I did the program, right? <clears throat> How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? How many? Ten tickles. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yeah, I hate but, that. I know, yeah. But, but, check it out after I went to Humber. <clears throat> How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? How many? Tentacles. <laughs> wow. Well, see? I love that. Yeah. Humber School of Comedy. We teach funny people how to be funnier. Another segment that we do on the podcast, and that's brought to us by the Humber School of Comedy. That's right. It's a segment that we like to call, What's What's Your Dumbest Dumbest Sketch? Sketch. The dumbest Mm. sketch you've ever written. Um, Or or pitched or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Boy, there have been so many dumb ones. Um, I think probably, I don't know if it was a sketch per se, but I used to do this thing that I tried to incorporate into my stand-up. Where like it was like me uh, unveiling my new one person show, <laughs> and then it would be like one of those standard one person shows where it's like, growing up in Brooklyn, the fifties was tough, <laughs> but then like everything had to every anecdote uh, somehow routed back to my foreskin. So like in every like it would be about stickball and like you know uh, stealing from the corner store, hoping to don't get caught, but it was. Everything is somehow related to my humongous foreskin. <laughs> uh, so that was pretty dumb. Yeah, uh, humongous. Where it's like foreskin. you're running away from the cops and it gets caught or so, something. stuff like yeah, that. Jesus basically, Christ. yeah, yeah, oh, uh, yeah. It was like an abnormally large foreskin. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably. Uh, that, I, I would hope that's as dumb as it gets, but I'm sure if I if I did a little more <laughs> really, digging, I could find. Yeah, if I really dug more. deep, I did, so you performed so you that. You did many that times on stage. As a I did it a few times, and uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> It was just too like uh, you much know, foreskin. Yeah, too much foreskin. <laughs> For too one schematic. Crowd. Too like uh, I'm going to stop the stand-up set and do this thing about foreskin. That's but the clowns true, loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All oh, if I'd done that, it's fucking uh, shit crazy. If I'd yeah. done that at the Electric Theater, the, the German clowns would have eaten up. They would have been like, "We get the joke, <laughs> and what's more, we enjoy the joke." Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you did it on Electric, Electric Circus, Circus, it yeah, it's just crazy. Crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that incredible. Yeah, gyrating yeah. behind you. I like this guy. Foreskin, yes. The clowns are there. Still German. They're wearing like giant foreskin hats or something. Anyway, that's great. That's our segment. What's, What's your dumbest sketch? Don't tell us to wrap it up. I hate it when our producer tells us to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, it's true. He's like, move on. Move like, on. Stop. I'm done with this shit. Listen, I'm on Instagram I here. I move on. Yeah. He's I want to rip a... apart clowns for two fucking hours. He's making a throat slashing me. gesture. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's pinching his nose as if to suggest that it stinks. Now he's yeah, thinking yeah. of full <laughs> shit. I don't know. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, he's oh. talking about... he. Oh, I see. He needs he's to He's taking full shit and it stinks. 
Uh, Get, we, he wants us to get out of the room. And, and the, the waving motion is he the is, toilet uh, flush that he intended yeah. to do before but he sat on the floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. No, there used to be a bed in this room. This is the first week the bed hasn't been there. Yeah, so. that's true. Probably Lots of room to shit on in it. Room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very producer thing to do. Uh, uh, anyway. But uh, talking about shitting on things, hold on. Darren, uh, you have told me, that you, what's this about you going on your porch and uh, yelling about kids these days and uh, millennials and stuff? Well, anyone knows me knows that I'm a bit of an uh, ornery old coot <laughs> i'm a real you know uh, i'm mm-hmm. a real curmudgeon yeah and uh the kids these days uh i'm not i don't cotton to them i'm not a fan i give i like to give them the business whenever i can yeah and so yeah i decided uh it was a very nice uh, evening last night so i decided to uh just uh, go on my porch and as i want to do just start railing about millennials in general mm-hmm. and uh for the benefit of this podcast i recorded myself doing it oh and, thank uh, you yeah Right. I think we actually got this recording off CP24 because mm-hmm. you did make quite the uproar. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't expect all the media coverage. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, well, here it is. Listen to this. Believe me, I would love nothing more than to give today's young people the benefit of the doubt. I understand that each generation of kids is derided by previous generations as lazy, soft, and entitled. However, I cannot help but conclude, given the wealth of evidence available, that this new group, millennials, quote-unquote, truly are an irresponsible lot. Millennials are killing the institution of marriage, the 40-hour workweek, and the housing market. And as if that weren't bad enough, they are absolutely ruining the paint job on my John Deere riding mower. Previous generations, even the shiftless, disaffected slackers of Generation X, have managed to use my John Deere S240 lawn tractor while leaving the paint job the same way they found it. Not so with today's 20-somethings, who on multiple occasions have returned my mower to the shed with mysterious nicks and scratches. Perhaps the financial situations of millennials would improve if they stopped spending so much money on coffee and concentrated more on making sure that they're not scraping the side of my mower against trees when they're making sharp turns. The greatest generation lived through the Great Depression, then defeated the Nazis. They came home from the war and built successful businesses that contributed to the economic boom of the 1950s. And, perhaps most impressively, on multiple occasions, they returned my riding mower with a fresh coat of paint, indicating that if they did scratch the paint at all, they were thoughtful enough to rectify their error. Not so with today's young people who rub themselves against my riding mower during passionate bouts of polyamorous sex with people who are not their main partner, then ignore the fading and degradation of the paint job that results. Frankly, I'm getting sick of the excuses millennials make. Bad job market? Boo-hoo! Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. The original settlers of the 18th and 19th centuries battled harsh conditions and had to build their own homesteads without the resources that people have today. Yet they still found time to hose off my riding mower if they drove it through an especially dusty or muddy area. In that regard, the gig economy is no excuse for millennials not to do the same, especially when one of their drunk Uber customers urinates all over it. Now I hope this piece hasn't come off as an anti-millennial screed. Instead, consider it tough love, for I believe in millennials. I believe that instead of simply complaining about their misfortunes, they have the power to overcome them and succeed in returning my John Deere riding mower to its proper place in my shed without scraping it up against a pole in the process. It's up to them and their ability to remember to store the mower in the shed instead of leaving it out in the rain to make good on that faith. Oh, 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 oh. thank wow, you. That, that's great footage, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, that we got from CB24. Crystal clear. Oh, yeah, very crisp and <laughs> absolutely nothing in the background. There were tons of cops there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but so thank you for bringing that in, man. That's yeah. No problem. Editorial. No problem. Yeah. 
That's editorial by you, and uh, mm-hmm. great it one too. Leads right into our segment because you're such a curmudgeon, I suppose. Oh, brother! This week we're doing a segment. We do a segment that's tailored to specifically. It's not sponsored by anybody, but Tip Top Taylor. Looking Let's at go. you. Do you see Tip Top Taylor? Days. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. The beacon Those through days. the fog. They'll pick this. <clears throat> Up on the radio, live yeah, on the radio. We are broadcasting <laughs> live to the radio. Right? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, but anyways, our segment for you is called "Kids These Days." Yeah, I uh, got a bunch of subjects here about kids these days, and I'd love to get your opinions, you and Morgan, about uh, the differences between when we grew up and kids right. these days, and advantages and disadvantages. And I work in schools and stuff, and I see this all the time. And so I'm curious as to what your opinion is of screen time these days between when we were kids. Because we had video games and stuff. I remember yeah, being... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, okay, let's do it. We were, like, stuck on screens all the time. Yeah, um, yeah. I think screens really started to take over around our... In our, in in our, our generation, generation, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But like kids yeah. these days, are, they have it in their pockets and stuff. Is it is that so detrimental? Like, well, our pockets were pretty big back in the day. If you remember those, like uh, pants. So I had to carry TV around. <laughs> full TV in your yeah, pants. Full TV. In my. Pants you wore parachute then. pants a lot too. <laughs> yeah. Exclusively. Hammer hey, pants. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not? It was the '90s. <laughs> yeah, and some someone behind you with parachute pants has like a Nintendo system, so it's like yeah. your TV and their Nintendo. Exactly. That's yeah. how it went in the '90s. So you made anyway, friends. Kids these days. The segment. What are we doing? Well, I get just getting your opinion on uh, is that a bad thing? All this is screen time for kids these days. Is that the first thing? That's the first oh, thing. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. I was like, is this the whole? Th- okay. Yeah, that we just talk uh, about screen, screen time, time the entire time. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I don't know. Maybe it's good and bad. I mean, um, I mean, I do feel that like, uh, you know, like I graduated about twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Sad to say, but uh, <laughs> and yeah, like I feel my, I, I was so easily distracted uh, even at the time. I can only imagine. Just how little I would have been able to concentrate if I'd had a, a phone a at phone, my disposal. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's bad in that sense. But then, like at the same time, you know, high school can be so shitty and awful. It, it can almost be nice, I guess, to have that thing that can distract you from like, you know, being you know, shoved into lockers or right, something. I like, uh, Does that still happen? Shoved in a pro- locker? I, yeah. I would assume it must. Yeah, and, you know. Uh, I mean, I guess they haven't done away with lockers. <laughs> as long as <laughs> right. there are things Screen that lockers. you can shove nerds into, yeah, yeah. nerds will be shoved into things. Um, I, went into, I went to high school, and not even a single nerd got shoved into a locker when I was there. But they were pretty strict about, like, nerd shoving when I was in, in they high school. They weren't, they were, actually, they were the opposite. They really they, <laughs> encouraged they nerd shoving. Nerd shoving. <laughs> but not wanting to do a locker. I think that was good, though. I think, you know how it's like... Parents who are really strict, their kids are like, oh, and the parents who weren't strict, they, they you know, they're they're less likely to act up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our principal, it was like, come on, push those nerds, and we were like, yeah, eh. I don't know, I don't want to <laughs> do that, oh, Mister. He's like, please push Mr. the nerds. <laughs> yeah, anyways, yeah. yeah, and everyone at your John school John Bully the, was our uh, yeah, it was your principal. And everyone at your school was uh, the uh, the the was the uh, child of a former hockey player. That's right. So you were you were all rebelling <laughs> against that, right? Well, also it's none of us to, played hockey. That's for sure. Yeah. It's hard to make fun of everybody when everyone's wearing parachute pants. That's <laughs> like, right. How yeah. are we gonna bully? It was hard to bully when you couldn't run. Yeah, you had yeah. Full TV <laughs> in your pants. That's when everyone's a nerd. No one's a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. That's One right. thing I'm noticing is patience. Like I can't. Uh, just getting used to phones, uh, I'm used to getting information really fast. Like, if I'm like, what the hell is the name of that song? Or what's the name of that movie? Or who was in that movie? Or something like that. It's nice having that right away. You know what I mean? And I guess in the past, 
I used to just be like, whatever, and then let that roll off my back. Yeah, me too. I, and, uh, but I will tell you this. I, I was on my phone all the time, even when I was a kid. Like, when I had a flip phone, and I was still, like, just looking at How it, waiting for text messages to come in. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. when I was in high school. When I was, like, I got my first phone, like, grade 9 or whatever, because I had to, because my mom worked out of town. And mm. I, she, like, I played a lot of sports, and after school, like, activities and stuff like that. So yeah. I, said, I needed to have a phone so I could contact her and tell her where I was or whatever, because... The sport would end at like four thirty, and she wouldn't get to town till like six or seven thirty. So sometimes right. I would go to a friend's house or whatever. And you got to tell your mom where you are. At the yeah, place. obviously, yeah, so yeah. she can pick me up. So, yeah. So I, but I remember like having a phone and being like, just like always, like, oh, is she gonna text me back? Especially when you're like start <laughs> texting girls and stuff. Yeah, my mom. <laughs> mom is she gonna text she me, me back? back, mom? My mom never texts me. My mom's me. ghosting me. Yeah, uh, there was no ghosting back then. Eh? You used to, when you just didn't get text back, you're like, oh, they probably ran out of texts. Yeah, just yeah, that's a, true. Like, gotta wait next month. Yeah, not a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting though. Like, uh, and this is just this is less about screens specifically and more mm-hmm. about technology. But like, you know, I, you know, if you in high school, you don't have a lot of friends, uh, especially you know if you live in a really small town like I grew up in. Like, you know, you just don't connect with anyone outside. Of you know your town, I think it's just it was just harder, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, and now it's just like you know maybe you're in school, maybe you don't have a lot of friends, but I mean you have this you know whole online community of people who can actually you can maybe connect with in some way, but like yeah. after school or whatever? yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's so it's you know as a nerd, it, it, I would imagine it would make you feel a lot less lonely than it might have you know back in my day. Mm-hmm. Not that I was a nerd, I was a <laughs> really mean jock. I would beat up anyone who was different so especially if um, you were wearing parachute pants oh yeah <laughs> that's like oh, something brother. a nerd would say <laughs> let's get them um, <laughs> but uh but i i think there might be more social anxiety now yeah uh, well you're not i mean used oh. to like looking people in the eye and stuff? yeah well yeah, 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 yeah because yeah. you're always like i'm just gonna go home i'm just gonna fucking go home and play video games my impression yeah. of a fucking nerd <laughs> that's true yeah and also Which is like something that i do <laughs> and you have yeah. to worry about yeah and like when i was you know a kid like maybe if you were bullied at school you could go home and then that would be your break from it but now it's like yeah i mean you can Get tweeted at like you're oh, a dick. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> or you yeah, still you... get like bullied even when you do go home. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, exactly. And, and so... nerds, nerds are the worst bullies. It turns out because online <laughs> yeah. bu- cyberbullying is absolutely out of control. And they're really yeah. good at it. And they're like, great yeah, at it yeah, because yeah. they're getting bullied in real life, and then they take uh, that they home and they're like, all "You think that's yeah. bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. bad, Josh." Wait till okay. wait till you see what I read on your Facebook wall. The then, classic jock name, Josh. Josh, yeah. Again, he plays Josh for sure. What about um, uh, yeah, like um, uh, MSN and stuff? Remember like when that came out and you're like, buddy, so I used thrilled. to sit and just wait for my friends to come online. I, I would know. be sitting and looking awesome. at my computer <laughs> and be like, like, boom, like Josh came online. Yeah. I'm like, Whoa, the cool kid. <laughs> and I'd be like, hey, oh, Josh, can I talk to you? Like, whatever. Like, I remember, I remember, like, literally, and me and my sister would be like, it's my turn. I'd be like, no, I still got another 10 minutes. And like, oh, no way. You'd you have would, to, yeah, yeah, right. I had to, only had one computer, and I had yeah. two siblings, right? And, and uh, my little sister, got, luckily, was too young to even really care about MSN until she got, like, until I was old enough that I had a phone. So I didn't right, really care yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Once, once texting became a big thing, that's when MSN really started to die. Because you didn't yeah. need a computer anymore. You just had your phone on you all the time, and it was all instant messaging. Mm-hmm. And your friends didn't need to be online. To I'm do really it. curious as to what my last MSN conversation was. Mine was probably this. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no, first of all, there's no way this is going to be true. Like, Honestly, well, dude, be all my MSN conversations were the same. They were all like, hey, what's up? Nothing. And then we would just talk about school. Right. I'm oh, like, man, man I'm going to wedgie that nerd. <laughs> I, I, I didn't do that. I didn't physically hurt anyone in high school because I was too small. 
But right. I love it. That's the reason. Are I was too small. I'd love to beat the shit out of some this Darren Springer guy. I know. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I, but I was, I was very, I was, I was definitely an emotional bully. But I was only because if anyone tried to bully me or be like, because I was small, like push me around, I would mm-hmm. just absolutely say a terrible thing. Like I would just be like, oh, I know some stuff about your life. <laughs> oh yeah, How would right. I bring that out? Yeah, the one time my cousin was like, uh, he said, I don't even remember what he said. We were like at, um, we were at soccer. We were like. Our both teams had to change in the same dressing room, which was mm-hmm. super fucking weird. I'm like, why are we doing this? This is weird. Like, they're the rival team. And he's like, wow, can't even believe you made And he's like, wow, I can't believe you're on the team. Uh, aren't you not even good enough? And mm-hmm. I was like, aren't your parents getting divorced? And he's like, <laughs> he's like shit. just absolutely broke down. Like, uh, anyways, something that I wouldn't say now. But back then, <laughs> back then I was like, oh, you want to fucking fuck around? Buddy? Yeah, exactly. How did you bully people there? <laughs> uh, I, I'm ashamed to say I gave a couple of wedgies. Wow. Uh, yeah. No way. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, was, uh, his mouth is full of water. You were literally a bully? <laughs> uh, well, you gave some wedgies? Instances. I, I never know. gave a single wedgie. I was only... Like, I regret it to this day. I was kind mm-hmm. of both. Like I think it was the insecurity from the being bullied that fed to, you know, occasionally picking on people who were in an even, even like weaker or more... Um, precarious mm. uh, situation than I was socially. <laughs> and yeah, uh, which I, you know, I feel really bad about. And yeah, but you know, when I was 11 or 12, I didn't know that, uh, yeah, you should be nice to people. Instead <laughs> of, say, parroting the, uh, you know, the shitty behavior that uh, some kids visit on you, maybe you should, you know, work to uh, not take that out on other people. What well, age does bullying just become assault? Because that is really what it is. That's right? always yeah, it, is, it yeah. always like, was it's assault. always assault, but it's yeah. like but when you're a kid it's like oh it's bullying. Oh, when you grow up it's like you go to jail. You're for going this to jail, now. buddy. It's, like, yeah. Yeah. it's hazing or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like I don't it's, it's very strange that that's the way it is, but I don't know if any of this is funny by the way. We're like just know. talking about serious matters. Uh the fact that uh, we're like Darren gives wedgies is very funny. Yeah, you're right. The fact that Darren was giving wedgies back in the day. And I it was only like maybe a couple. It was not a routine thing. But. I was only like four. I was only like four foot ten in high school. Oh, uh, yeah. Until like grade, wedgie would have lifted like you right off 11. the ground, buddy. Yeah. Wedgie, yeah, wedgie would have split me in half. <laughs> man. That was our segment. That's our podcast. You have a good time there, Darren. I had a great time. Yeah, it was fun. Right on, man. This episode comes out April sixteenth. Episode ninety eight, man. We're in the home stretch, Morgan. Uh, when this episode comes out, I'll be uh, celebrating my anniversary. So happy anniversary! Oh, adorbs. Um, what, you got anything to plug in terms of even just handles and stuff? Where can people find you? Well, I guess I'm on Instagram at, uh, <laughs> I forget my handle on Instagram. Probably Darren D. Springer or something. You mm-hmm. can just, yeah. And on Twitter, Darren D. Springer. And, uh, uh, on April 23rd, which is a mm-hmm. Tuesday, uh, I'll be hosting a show at Comedy Bar called, uh, I Own 12 Hot Tubs, <laughs> uh, which is the title which is, of which is based on... Thing I've done a few times on, <laughs> on the Buns Dating Zone on Facebook. Okay. Where uh, oh, a couple times where someone, like, because you post, like, bros, like, hey, what's up? I'm so and so. Here's a bit about me. Hit me up, you know, if you want to hang, you know, or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, there are a few times where I would post, uh, I own 12 hot, hot tubs. Hit me up. <laughs> and it got a range of responses, responses ranging from, what the fuck, <laughs> to, is that supposed to impress me? Because it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Shania Twain comedy. That's incredible. So you want twelve hot tubs yeah, that, that don't impress, impress me, me much. 
<laughs> Holy crap, that's funny. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. that's a great lineup. A lot of funny people on it. And uh, are we on it? it? Oh, I uh, if I do it, it again, can't be that good. Yeah, oh, well, right. fair enough. If I, I do it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we're very excited for that show. That's That'll gonna be, be wicked. Um, Best friends uh, doesn't have anything. We got much else. Fest yeah, coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, this particular weekend, as a stand-up, I'm in uh, Calgary yeah. hosting. Oh, I'm uh, a stand-up yeah, now, it, you dumb change. fuck loser. I <laughs> hate you. The yucks. Uh, we have one rule. Don't talk weekend. about stand-up on the podcast. Ah, shit. Ooh. Oops. And, uh, and the other rule is Mark gets a wedgie every time he talks about no stand-up. Shit. So I'm glad you're here. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm not doing that anymore. Oh, it's the old sure. thing I did twice when I was like 11. <laughs> Might have actually just been one time. Oh, but it, yeah, but right. It was one time for sure, and that's bad enough. Well, that's bad enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. 11. Okay, that changes things. I don't know. I can actually prove that it was three times. We'll talk later. <laughs> Uh-oh. But, um, <laughs> well, we can't. We can have to be able to talk about stand-up because you recorded an album at the, the Ossington called Shh. The Yacht? Oh, come on. No, but yeah. The uh, guests can always yeah, talk about stand-up. The, uh, and we're going to close off this episode with a track from The Yacht. Uh, again, talking about kids these days. Man, we had a theme this episode. This is fun. Guys, uh... Thanks so much to our sponsor. Hummer School of Comedy. Thanks so much to our network. Never shits network. Just kidding. Just kidding. Never sleeps network. They shit we all love the time. Them. Trust me. Uh, Trust me. <laughs> he took a shit already in this episode. Beauty. <laughs> and uh, check us out for the next couple of weeks. Bye-bye. Bye. So it's nice to meet you. Tell ya. Uh, I see a few of us here are uh, between the ages of, say, 18 and 25. A few, uh, a few youngsters, a few millennials. Uh, so might I make a mild suggestion to those of you who are the millennial persuasion? Might I suggest that you fill your pockets with rocks and walk into the river? Not a fan. <laughs> these millennials are so whiny and entitled. Boy, oh boy. I got a cousin who's one of these millennials. He is always just on his blog. Just whining and complaining and moaning and bitching about his recently deceased father. <laughs> so I gotta tell you, look, look, when my dad died, I didn't cry, it wasn't even sad. That's just life, you know? I'll tell you, the day he died, I sat right down on that man's deathbed, and I looked him square in the eye, and I pulled the trigger and that was it. <laughs> Oh, but you millennials wouldn't get that with your phones. <laughs> Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Hey, you got Morgan from Vesta Friends. You got Mark from Vesta Friends. And thanks so much for listening to the Vesta Friends podcast every Tuesday on Never Sleeps Network. Yeah, hey, in fact, did you know that Never Sleeps Network features other amazing podcasts created right here in Toronto? Is that right, Mark? It totally is, Morgan. Like what? Like our great buddy, Jeff Paul. Ah, the human potato himself, the potato files. You can also listen to that on Never Sleeps Network as well. I think I might do that right now. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.